You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today's the Bo Brisky episode, as promised. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Awesome interview. Really, really cool dude. Really chill dude. Very open about uh, his plan of attack, what kind of pitches he uses, his strategy in games, uh, his developmental process, the development of his pitches, all that good stuff. He, he really was an open book, and he's a dog. He's a dog. And if, if you listen to especially the third segment, don't get riled up, something's wrong with you. The dude wants to be a winner. He, he wants to win so bad. He literally said at the end, I, I want to pitch for the Detroit Tigers in the World Series. He loves this organization. Everything about the dude is awesome. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, to let you guys listen. So without further ado, Bo Brisky interview, everyone. I'll, uh, I'll be in and out for ad reads and then at the very, very end to, uh, to do an outro for you. But without further ado, Bo Brisky, Tigers Minor League Pitcher of the Year. All right, everybody, and at, today we are joined by Bo Brisky, Tigers Minor League Pitcher of the Year. Bo, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, excited to be on the show and uh, excited to discuss whatever we're about to discuss. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. The uh, I, I think one of the cool – we were talking a little bit on air before, and I think one of the coolest things is – uh, to get some more, I mean, you did have a phenomenal season and put your name in the in the rankings of you know like top thirty prospects in the organization and such. And and I think the the guys at the very top of those lists get a lot of publicity. So it's really cool to uh, to get your your name out there more because I mean you did have a have a phenomenal season. So I think a little bit more than. Uh, then a little bit more coverage than, than maybe you've been getting will be a super cool thing. The uh, one of the, the first things that I think a lot of people kind of noticed when, uh, when the, after the season ended, the awards were announced, right. And, and you and Riley green, the uh, one of the first things people noticed was how much you, uh, I guess you would say just like flew through the org this year again, you know, the call up obviously mid season and such, how does the, the difference between like, how does it, how does a mid season call up feel? Like, is that a huge adjustment that you have to make? I mean, your numbers were, were just as good in double A, but is that like a, a big adjustment you have to make? Or is that kind of a head down baseball is baseball kind of a transition? Um. I'm not, I can't deny the fact that it is an adjustment and a transition, but I would say uh, that I tried to tell myself that it's just baseball. So I didn't, I didn't want to make a bigger deal out of it than it was. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're going to be around a completely new coaching staff, a completely new team uh, with the exception of a few guys that I started the year with in West Michigan. But um, as far as the, as far as the level of play difference, I feel like that that adjustment was just fun for me because as the level of play increased, it just forced me to be a little bit more polished and a little more focused 
uh, every single time that I went out there. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it definitely is an adjustment, but I, I wouldn't say that it's as big of a deal as one might make it seem. Sure. The uh, one question that I ask a lot of pitchers that are that are going through the minors is uh, if people are afraid of AAA because of like the the notion that they their balls are a little more juiced maybe than before. And I know you, you like you pitched in Colorado in college, so like you're you're used to kind of like the the anti pitcher adjustments that have to be made. But is that like a they're like a thing that people are like afraid of. They're like, oh, like I'll, I'll develop in double A a little bit more. Is it just kind of, you know, you have to adjust, you have to adjust. Yeah, I think it's more of the – it's definitely something that people talk about, though, uh, knowing that it is an adjustment to, to one, throw with those those balls, but also a lot of the AAA stadiums, from what I've heard, have been more hitter-friendly it's more hitter friendly leagues and so on and so forth. So I, I, I think it just forces you to have to continue to grow as a pitcher. Cause I mean, you really don't have control of the, of anything other than how you are, sure. what you're sure. doing out there on that mound, no matter what ball you're using or the stadium you're in or the lineup you're facing, you know what I'm saying? It's just, I think it just makes you better having to deal with all those different uh, situations. Sure. Sure. The, uh, so, so let's go to to your college days. Then you uh, you, you pitched in uh, in Colorado, the thin air over there. Everybody always talks about Coors and and the minor league parts and the colleges out there. How uh, how much did that like adjustments you had to made make there in, in your last year of college, or or how did that um, help your your development as a pitcher having to pitch in that thin air? Um. I think it helps a lot because it's it's true what they say. I mean, you can beat a guy and it'll still I, I gave up home runs on guy on pitches that I thought I clearly beat him on, jammed him or whatever, and the ball flies. And then I, I would say the biggest thing though is, is it forces you to really finish your pitches uh when it comes to off speed, just because you're, they don't move as much. And that's a, that's a real thing as well. Um, so I think just that it just forces you to be a better pitcher up there. And which is why I would imagine it's so hard for the Rockies to sign pitchers. I mean, it's, I can't imagine too many guys wanting to go pitch in those type of conditions all the time. So. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, the Rockies certainly have their, their fair share of issues as a whole. And that is, that is uh, certainly one of them. No disrespect at all, but the like the best pitcher in their franchise history is like Ubaldo Jimenez. Like that's yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's that's definitely a a thing. Um, so Colorado, then to the minors. Obviously, a, a lot different pitching in in this air than the Colorado air. And what I guess specifically can you point to within? Uh, either the Tigers organization or like a specific coach or something along the way, maybe a, I don't know if you're a stat head, like, like some analytical thing that, that someone taught you what like development points have been the most important for you to, to take the steps that you have taken since being drafted. And I guess specifically this year, taking the big step forward. Um, I would say, so first and foremost, I would say uh, it was a, 
it's just a better I've I've gained a better understanding of my body and I I feel like I just have way more control of it over it and I, I would give a lot of credit to that uh, to my trainer that I found out here in uh, Arizona in my very first off season and I've I've been training with him ever since and uh, I would say that that in itself has given me the confidence and the ability to go out there and feel like I am going to repeat my mechanics and I'm going to be consistent. My body's going to feel good uh, every single time that I go out there. So that just gives you a really good foundation to, to go off of. And then from the pitching side of things, I think it's just, I, I admitted to myself what I felt like I was not good at and uh, I needed a breaking ball and I needed to command my fastball better. I had I had issues with walks in my first minor league season. I had pretty decent numbers, but I but I was walking way more guys than I wanted to. And uh, I and I think I needed to find something to get myself more consistent. Like I said, with how how my body, the body awareness, and and how I'm moving. But also, I need to have a better understanding of how my stuff plays. So. Uh, in the in that short 19 off season going into 20, I developed a curveball because that that my my plan with that was uh, getting a breaking ball that was going to pair with my fastball that uh, up to that point had good ride. It, uh, metrically, it it was a good uh, fastball with vertical break when it comes to vertical break. Sure. Uh, so my my plan was to get a breaking ball that pairs off of that well. And then still keep my changeup as as my best out pitch, um, and so I, I developed that over the 19 off season, and then uh, COVID hit, and basically I just had a ton of time on my hands, and I figured, hey, let's let's get a fourth pitch because that's only going to help. So it was a slider then, uh, and then me developing the slider helped the breaking ball because they just it just. With four different looks, I feel like the more pitches you have, it helps your other ones just because you're able to not have to show it as often. So, really, I built that arsenal over the, the COVID year, and then I came into this year, and it was really about just learning how to use it. And uh, I feel like that's the biggest step forward I took this year was knowing how and when to use each pitch in my arsenal. And uh, it's it's pretty exciting because now I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the type of pitcher I want to be. But now I feel like I can improve on each individual pitch moving forward, which is only going to make make things easier for me moving forward. What's up, everybody? Just going to hop in here really quick and tell you all about Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, insiders, all in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room's the perfect place to start a join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you and me on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can find other lockdown hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL on there as well. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started and I'll meet you guys there. Go download the free Green Room app now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter Join whatever league you uh, you like, NFL, MLB, NHL, for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite leagues and teams. I can't wait to join you all out in the app. 
I'll be sure to let you know when the Lockdown Tigers room is live. So download the free Green Room app. Green Room changing the way that we talk sports. We will uh, we will be doing a Spotify Green Room. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, later on this week, we'll be doing. I know uh, we haven't done one as Locked On Tigers yet. I've done a couple at Locked On Red Wings, but we actually will be doing our first one later this week, talking about uh, predictions going into the season and uh, taking a look back at at some of our uh, doc, some of the fan bases' documented predictions going into the season. So it'll be a cool little thing. Stay tuned. Follow the Twitter, and uh, yeah, you'll know when they come. Sure. The uh, you mentioned the walks and and hearing that at one point you you struggled with walks is uh, I mean if you just looked at your 2021 you would not realize that that was a problem at all. Your walk numbers were fantastic this past year. Um, walk rate specifically and just WHIP in general. Just I mean your WHIP was was almost sub one to to end the year there. What do you attribute? Like you talked about learning more about your body and 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 your mechanics and stuff like that. Is there anything else you you attribute mostly to to limiting the walks in general and taking that massive leap that you very clearly took when it comes to that department? Uh, yeah, I think it's a big thing is the mindset that I had. Um, I had a challenge, guys, and I had to trust my stuff. That's every single outing. That's what. That's my game. That was my game plan going into the game. I I want to be the guy that is the aggressor every single time I step on the mound. So I I'm gonna I want to fill up the zone and I want to trust my stuff. And uh, if I get hit, I get hit. But I don't want to give up free bags. And I mean, there's there's certain situations where it's not walks aren't as bad as one may seem, just sure. because the situation might call for, for you to make your pitch and if he spits on it he spits on it but um for the most part i really wanted to be the aggressor and i and i trusted my stuff enough to be able to pitch with that mindset every single time i went out sure what uh let's get into your uh your you kind of started touching on your your arsenal your your breaking pitches that you developed and such um i think the the most talked about pitch in your arsenal up to this point is the changeup. What is the changeup your is I, I love asking pitchers favorite pitch versus best pitch because a lot of times they're not the same and I always find that fascinating. So do you have like like do you think your changeup's your best pitch or or is it your favorite pitch? What 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 hmm. uh, what pitches in your arsenal fall into those categories? Um, so I would say that my changeup is probably my best. It's my best off-speed offering right now by by not I, – I guess it is kind of a wide margin because I still have so much room to get better with my breaking balls. But uh, I say I have the most command with my changeup, and I, am I able, I'm able to throw it in any count, and uh, it's proven to be effective. But my, my favorite pitch to throw is really just uh, a clean fastball – right where I want it because that sets up the that sets me up for success if I can locate my fastball uh, it's usually going to be a good day so I know that that that's like the one thing that I'm always after every time I'm out on the mound is establishing both sides of the plate and then being able to elevate when I need to Uh, and if I'm locating the fastball then it makes it makes it to where I don't have to be as fine with my breaking balls and then it's it's just 
they play better off of it as well because I'm usually ahead in the count. Sure. The uh, what would you say makes your changeup so effective? Is it your command of it? Is it like a, the break of it, or, or the difference of velocity? Or I, I guess maybe I just described what a changeup is. What what in general do you think uh, makes your changeup such an effective pitch up to this point? I, I would say it would be one the trust I have in it, two the the ability to command it. And then three from what I, the feedback that I've gotten from hitters is they tell me that it looks like my fastball. They say it looks, the spin looks exactly like my fastball. And then it's typically about 12 miles an hour off. Uh, and so I think that's where it's effective. Uh, and if I'm throwing it down in the zone specifically, it, it usually does not get hit very hard. Um, but metrically, it's kind of funny because metrically, if you would look at my changeup just as a standalone pitch, it, it's really not what many guys would teach uh, as far as if you're learning a new changeup, they wouldn't teach my changeup to a guy if you're just solely basing it off of the metrics. So sure. uh, I would say sure. it's, it's the deception and it's just kind of how it fits into my specific arsenal. It's It just works for me. Um, so that's, yeah. That's all that matters, really, right? The uh, so let's go to your fastball. The there's been a, a it seems like a lot of development with your fastball, whether it's spin rate or velocity or or whatever it may be. So so I guess take us to to the your development of your fastball and why it's in clearly again like like with how good your numbers were and specifically your walk numbers. Like your command seems to be better than it's ever been. What what do you think your your fastball development has looked like over the last few years, whether you start in college or, or whatever? How has it gotten to uh, to its current state, and are, are you pleased with it? Uh, so I, how it's gotten there is just really the me being intentional every day in catch play, uh, uh, focusing in on each rep and – trying to hit a target and then trying to feel the things that I'm wanting to feel in order to get myself in a good position to, to have my fastball coming out of my hand the way I wanted to. Um, I would say that my command is the best it's been with it, but I still don't think that I'm anywhere near where I could be uh, velocity wise or uh, hold on. I'm getting the call. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Yep, there we go. Um, nowhere near where I can be, uh, where I think I will be slash should be uh, velocity-wise. And also, I'm not getting the most out of it as far as the way I'm spinning it right now. It's The efficiency has uh, a lot of room to improve. So I'm, I'm happy with the fact that I'm able to command it and then I trust it and that it's, it's progressively gotten better. But uh, I'm... I'm more so excited about the fact that I look at it just I, if I just look at it from uh, an objective, objective perspective, I have a lot of room to get better with it. Uh, so like I, like I was talking to you about earlier, uh, right after the draft, I had high vertical break and it was because of the fact that I, I had high efficiency on it. But then a few adjustments I made in this year, I moved over on the mound, which helped with deception. 
and whatnot, but I ended up cutting cutting my fastball a little bit to to get to the outside corner specifically. And uh, really, I think cleaning that aspect up of my fastball, not not cutting it and being able to utilize all of the spin is going to make it a lot better pitch uh, next year and moving forward. Sure. What, um, what we, there's the big controversy in baseball between kind of the, uh, I guess you would say older school mentality versus and a rod is pretty much solely responsible for starting like every war with it and versus like the, the advanced analytics. What are, uh, are you one of those people that you, you just look at ERA and that's all that matters? Or are there some other numbers that you look at with yourself or, or is it more just about the like you've been talking about so far, the, the, the individual pitches and the spin rates and just what you're in control of. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I try, I do try to stay away from looking at my numbers. Uh, I think some of them can be helpful. Uh, and, we, and we were kind of throughout the year, we were kind of guided on what numbers we should look at as individuals. And it's like first pitch strike percentage, uh, one, one strike percentage, um, just little things like that that I think can prove to be beneficial. But um, I try to be more of a process-oriented person to where I want to just – I want to work and improve on what I feel like I can improve on every day. And then I want the numbers to just kind of take care of themselves. So instead of trying to set a goal statistically and then see if I can get there, I'm more so just trying to – improve on what I feel like I can improve on each day and, and then have it build up over time and then just kind of see how that ends up for me sure. uh, at the end of the year. The, uh, I think an, another thing that a lot of, uh, a lot of people found pretty fascinating um, when, uh, when your name got put out there and started doing more research on you is the fact that when it, when it came to, being a full-time starting pitcher, you were a little bit of like a late bloomer. How do you think that, uh, I, I guess, just like your path to, to becoming like a, like a full-time, like I'm a starter versus, you know, whatever you were in high school or whatnot. And, uh, and how do you think that has a, a, a positive effect on where you are now? Um, I think, I think the, the best part about it is just that there's, I always feel like there's room to grow because I've always been, I feel like since, since I became a full-time pitcher, I just have always felt that there's, there's more that I can tap into and more that I can learn. And it's just given me a mindset of uh, just like a, a hunger for, for growth and continuing to get better. So uh, I feel like I wouldn't change my, my path uh, to get to where I am. I wouldn't change it at all. Uh, I'm very grateful for everything that's happened up from to me up to this point. So uh, I think it's just helped me really kind of establish who I am as a pitcher. And I've had to believe in myself from the very beginning, even though at times it did not look like I would, it would, I would, I would call myself crazy if you told me I'd be in here in this situation when I was a freshman in JUCO and I, I didn't even know if I was going to pitch that year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's kind of cool to see that the work that I put in up to this point is, is paying off and that I know that as I continue to 
put in the time and put in the work that uh, I can only get better. So it's just, it's, it's exciting to be, to be honest. So uh, what are your thoughts on becoming a two-way player then and going back to your roots? <laughs> uh, I would love to get some ABs. I, <laughs> I, I can't say that I would go out there and rake right now, but uh, I think it'd be really fun to get some ABs. Uh, so when we're playing the, in a National League park, I would, I'm pretty excited for that opportunity. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we got to hope that, the, uh, that they keep that with the new CBA yeah. and everything. The, yeah, uh, yeah the, every time anyone gets drafted and even has like, like five at-bats in high school, now every, since Otani, everybody, like uh, Colt Keith, who's, who's in, the, in the organization down in single A, like he did both in high school and everybody's like, oh, uh-huh. like, like, no, man, like he's just going to hit kind of a thing. Yeah. You, have to, you have to calm everybody down every single time. Anybody that's ever done both uh, yeah. joins the organization. Uh, even Joe, like even like first round pick, even like we had, to, he hit, you know, he was, he did kind of the same thing. He wasn't a full-time pitcher until like a year before he was drafted. Mm-hmm. So that, that consistent conversation is definitely one we have to keep having with yeah. people again and again. Um, what uh we've talked about your well we talked about a lot we talked about the development path and, and all that kind of stuff what going forward now so we've taken a, a lot of looks um kind of going back in your path to here going forward what are your um whether it's a specific pitch you want to work on i mean you've, you've talked about you want to improve all your pitches but what uh, what else do you still think you want to like take big steps forward on? And, and I guess what are you looking to accomplish uh, next year after the the phenomenal year you're coming off of? Um, so the biggest goals of mine this offseason were one to continue to really work on my mechanics because I feel like that's that's something that can always continue to get better every single every off season uh every season throughout the year uh i feel like as i continue to get those uh, a little bit more efficient smoother connected uh it just equals more consistency uh and it's just it's just a great foundation to have so that's always going to be something that i feel like you can always improve upon um but then also i would say that the cleaning up that fastball spin efficiency, that was a, that's a goal of mine. Um, and then being able to get more consistent movement pro- profiles with my curveball and my slider. Cause at times this year I had pretty good command of my slider, which I was happy about, but at times it got a little cuttery and then at times it got a little slurvy. And then with my curveball, I, I kind of, ended up only using it as a get me over pitch or like a steal a strike pitch. And it, it was, it worked out for me because it, it, it just added a fourth pitch to my arsenal. But uh, long-term I feel like it could end up being a put away pitch. So I, I have a lot of trust and I've, and I'm, I've put a lot of time into that pitch. And uh, I think just one more off season of feeling it and knowing knowing what I need to do to get the sharp late break uh, on it is going to be big for me. And I think next year that would be something that I'm really excited to be able to add is uh, using both pitches as early in the count pitches and then being able to put away hitters at the same rate. Uh, Cause then I'd feel like 
I'd have three off-speed pitches that I could rely on in any count. That's a, that's a, that's what I want to get to is being able to throw all the pitches in the, all the counts. Uh, sure. So, yeah, it's – and then the, just whatever comes with that, just learning myself as well and uh, how to set up my pitches and then learning from the guys I'm around and uh, just feel like every opportunity you're in kind of gives you – you can learn something. Um, so it's just wanting, I'm just chasing greatness. Really. It's just trying to get better in every way that I can. What's up everybody. Going to come in one last time here. Uh, thank you for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. As you guys are aware, going to talk to you really quick about our friends over at built bar, nine delicious flavors, coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted, caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream. And German chocolate. My favorite flavor, as you all know, is the orange. Can't get enough of it. Cookies and cream right there behind. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you don't know which one is your favorite, you can get the mixed box. We get two of each of the nine flavors. They're hinting at some uh, potential new flavors as well. Maybe some blueberry something or other. I'm not supposed to say, but I'm going to tell you all because I love you. Not only are Bill Bars the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So order today. Get that raspberry, get that cookies and cream, that orange, whatever you'd like. Get the mix box. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off of your orders. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And lastly, got to talk to you about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever. A new web interface at the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. All one word from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, even right down to your favorite Vegas games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now, without further ado, back to the interview. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, I I think the, I mean, going from, you know, a a late twenties round draft pick and then coming on and and making the the splash that you did is obviously wildly impressive and a very cool story. And, you know, people have the MLB's official, like top 30 prospects for each organization. You've, you've now cracked that and pretty much any website you can find you're in, you're in there. How does that, is that like like really vindicating in a sense, or is that kind of like like job not finished mentality? Seems like something that just in talking to you for twenty minutes is something that you you very much believe in. But is the is the is, that's that's got to be somewhat cool. Just again, like knowing your origins and and you know yeah. Division two school and late twenties pick, and then now you're you're on every single list as as one of the the top prospects in this organization. Just that that mindset uh, i'm assuming it doesn't change anything but how how does all of that stuff kind of kind of feel coming at you after one good season um i think it it feels good it feels like a step in the right direction but like you said it's more of the job not finished i 
uh, I got that award and I mean, it was cool, but it, it honestly just motivated me more. I, uh, I wanted, as soon as I got back home, I was at a camp, I was at a camp in Florida when I got that award, but as soon as I got back home, I just wanted to get right back to work. Cause I feel like, yes, I took a pretty big step in the right direction, but I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Uh, so I, I want to be, uh, I want to be pitching for the Tigers in the world series. If I'm being honest, like that's, yeah. that's the type of goals that I want to have. Uh, so I feel like it is a step in the right direction, but, uh, there's a lot more to accomplish. So, uh, I was just motivated and excited to keep going because the work is paying off, but I, there's still work to be done. For sure. For sure. The, uh, Another question that I, I love asking pitchers in this organization is, do you have in the back of your mind when when you find out whether it's drafted or signed or whatever, like when you become part of the Tigers organization, does like, oh, I, I get to pitch in Comerica Park and like the huge dimensions. Like, is that something that that you think about, like relatively early on? Like, damn, if I can just make it, dog, like, I, like yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to have a 422 foot fly out as a possibility, uh-huh. like in the uh-huh. back pocket. Like that's got to be a relatively nice feeling. I'd imagine. Oh, man. I, I'd be lying to you if I said that those are not things that we, <laughs> we think about as pitchers. Uh, yeah. Comerica is, it's known to be pretty pitcher friendly. Uh, but also it's just like the Tigers have a pretty great history of really good pitchers. So that's, that's kind of the, also the thing that you look at. You look at like the Verlander of recently, like the Verlanders and Scherzers and that whole staff that was here not too long ago. It's just like, there's been some rich history with the organization and it's, that's the type of stuff you think about. You, you want to be a part of that. You want to be sure. on the same level as those type of guys. And, uh, but it's awesome. Yeah. I would say it's, it's not a bad thing to, go and know that you get a pitch in America <laughs> I would I would imagine not but yeah man you talk about some of those teams the uh the that that four if Robbie Ray wins the Cy Young that'll be five Cy Young pitchers on the 2014 Tigers all at the same time and that's, and that's that yeah like, that's that's yeah and like you said I, I I'm sure that's that's uh something that that like a lot of people look at and, and I think one of the, you know, you mentioned that like being part of that, that process to get the team that you're drafted by back to like those days. And this is um, for, for someone with your mindset, this is the perfect time to take a huge mm-hmm. step forward and really establish yourself. We have, you know, this, this huge youth movement and obviously took a massive step in the right direction last year. And like that's people have had like 2023 is like the year that everybody in this space has had circled on their calendars for like ever. And you matching up with that timeline is, is awesome. And, and I, -hmm. I I guess just what's the feel of, of knowing that, that your step forward when it comes to the, the step forward of the organization lines up lockstep and, and just the, the whole organization's youth movement, you, you fit into perfectly. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think the Tigers took a huge step in the right direction this year. And I think uh, uh, AJ Hinch is a big, big part of that. And I feel like he's developing a culture in it. And I can recognize it even throughout the minor league system coming up. It's like what he's doing and what they're doing up there 
and makes us want to be there. So he's got, he's got us working to get there. And so uh, it's, that's exciting to know that we're, the Tigers are going to be good. The Tigers are going to be good in the next couple of years. And uh, you, we want to be a part of that. We, we want to not only get up there, but we want to contribute. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, a, it's motivating to, you can't, you can't be complacent when you've got that to look forward to. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, it's exciting times. For sure. As have you, uh, and, and as a player. have you, uh, have you gotten the chance to, whether it's just talk to or work with Chris Fetter yet? I have not. I have not because when we were out there for spring training, uh, the big league team was already out. Uh, oh, sure. Their season already started. So, but I've heard really good things about him as well. Um, yeah, I, I think the fan base, like I'm going to be honest, the fan base after um, after learning a lot more about who you were, the, the fan bases, I think first reaction was like, please God, let Fetter get his hands on him and just like take it to the promise yeah. land kind of thing. Like, that was definitely like a like a very real reaction that that the fan base had, and then people, uh, I mean, the, yeah, this coaching staff started at the top, and like you said, they they not only uh, as you mentioned the mindset that that they have clearly instilled into the minors, but I, I mean just like everything, like the system. The Tigers went from uh, back when we were, when we were good and like Leland was still here, it was a very like archaic old school kind of a organization. And now there's been a complete rehaul in it. You know, they, they are one of the, the more analytical organizations out there and, and Hinch and, and Fetter and, and all of them are, are massive, uh, components to that, obviously. So that's, um, that's awesome. I, I think yeah. people are going to are going to really love, uh, love a lot of your answers. I think that that um, that that mindset, the fact that as a fan, like like when we're all sitting on our couch watching you, the fact knowing that that we have the same mindset is is like something like that's that's like it's a cool thing to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think that the the feel of the whole organization like i said is just trending so positively and and seeing you come in right at the right time is is like i said that's that's awesome that i mean that's mm-hmm. that's perfect any uh any closing thoughts on on either your season your uh your pitching the tigers organization just any any final words you got want to get out there before i uh, i let you get back on your day um Basically, I, I just want to, I want to keep working because I feel like this fan base deserves a good team, and because the, from everything that I've noticed and from what I've seen, uh, it's some of the best fans in the game, and they deserve a quality product because they're gonna, they're gonna get behind the team. Uh, so basically, I just want to, I just want to let the fans know that. We're we're working, uh, myself and everyone, everyone out throughout the system. Uh, we're working and we're we're trying to get there. Hell we're yeah! We're trying man. to get to the top. Hell yeah! Um, all right, Bo Brisky, awesome. The, uh, the the only other thing I want to tell you is there is one. I don't know how in touch you are with social media. There is one specific 
Twitter user that has been like, I, I just need to give him a little bit of credit because he's been on like the, the Bo Brisky like train for, for a long, long time. Like really? before anybody else was, he, he's a, uh, his, what's his, tw- it's uh, at Lions underscore Super Bowl. You look him up, you, and just like search your own name. You search your own name. You will find a ton, like, like a really? ton of po- pro Bo Brisky tweets in there. So if you need really? to pick me up. Just uh, cool. you, you could just go to his Twitter. Um, okay. All right, I'll uh, I'll let you get on your day. Thanks for coming on. And, and like I said, man, I I think the the fan base is is very very excited for you and uh, and excited for the team going forward in general, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. All right, and that'll do it for the interview and today's show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you liked it. It's hard not to get riled up, man. He's a hell of an interview. Really, really cool. Really, really cool guy. So thank you guys for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Uh, now make your second listen. Locked on MLB, as Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the majors, both past and present. It's freely available on all platforms. All right, everybody. Thank you all for rocking with me. Thank you. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the interview with Bo. Again, cannot say enough good things about him. Really, really cool guy. Wore a dope bucket hat during the interview. It, it was a vibe. It was really, uh, it was a rod. It was a fun time. So, uh, yeah, back in your ears tomorrow. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. I'm trying to think on the spot. I don't think I have anything else to say. Um, MLB postseason in full swing. And, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.